Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are a lot of headlines today that we're going to have to get through. One, if you're looking to buy a gun, you may want to stop before you swipe that card. I'll tell you why in a moment is now Big Brother is using big banking to spy on your financial transactions. Also, we have some student loan forgiveness estimates that it's going to cost you a lot more than they told you before, an average of $2,500 per tax payer so they can buy votes. And this coming as there's a new poll out. The majority of voters now say they believe that Joe Biden was consulted. Joe Biden profited from his son's overseas corrupt business dealings. All right, but first, I want to tell you about the incredible company, Patriot Mobile. If you are like me and you're sick and tired of giving your money to companies that are fighting against your family values, fighting against your First and Second Amendment rights, trying to indoctrinate your kids, then you need to make the switch to the only Christian conservative cell phone company in the U.S., Now, they're not just a company that is a Christian conservative company. They actually take a part of your bill every month when you pay, and they use that money to fight for our first, our Second Amendment rights. They use it to fight for the sanctity of life, 
and for adoption services after we have had this big victory with Roe v. Wade. This is a company that's on the front lines fighting for our freedoms. That's why I want you to make the switch to Patriot Mobile, because every time you use your phone, you're going to be making a difference on these important issues. Now, it doesn't matter what your budget is. Patriot Mobile has incredible plans, nationwide coverage that will work with your budget. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson and get in the fight and stand with a company that's fighting for your values. You can also call them right now, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now, all you got to do is use the promo code FERGUSON to get free activation. Plus, special discounts are available for all veterans and first responders. So join the movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call 972-PATRIOT. Now, I want to get back to this student loan aspect first so you understand how expensive and how much this is going to cost you. Joe Biden's plan to cancel up to $20,000 in student loan debt per person will cost taxpayers an average of more than $2,500 per year, according to the National Taxpayers Union Foundation. The National Taxpayers Union Foundation estimates that debt cancellation could cost between $386 billion to $405 billion and the total net cost to the taxpayers, that works out to be an average of a tax increase per taxpayer of $2,503.22 in tax increases per year for you to pay off someone else's student loan debt. Betsy DeVos came out and reminded the American people this week The debt cancellation, that's exactly what this is, is a totally illegal act coming from the U.S. government. Well, Sean, first of all, it's a totally illegal act on the part of the president. He has no legal authority to just go wave a magic wand and forgive billions of dollars in student loan debt. Secondly, as we've talked about frequently, this is simply not fair. It's not fair to two out of three Americans who never went to college or took out student loans. And it's not fair to those students who have faithfully paid off their student debt and uh, and for those veterans who earned their tuition. Uh, all of this boils down to a total, totally unfair move that is just a political payoff in hopes of getting votes this fall. Uh, it, it is unconscionable. Um, Students have been haven't been paying on their loans since the pandemic started, and that alone has cost American taxpayers billions and billions of dollars. Now, what she's referencing with the billions of dollars that she said it's additional for the taxpayer is the fact that we have we had paused the repayment now for several years with low unemployment, by the way, and a, quote, robust economy. That's how the White House described the economy right now. We pause people from paying their student loan debts now for years. Now, during that time, they were still using things like Netflix, right? These people were still uh, out there buying new iPhones and going on vacations and having a grand old life as the government stepped in and treated them like infant children. People were still buying cars at record rates. Homes at record rates. 
while not paying on their student loan debts. Now, the interest on those student loan debts did not pause during that time. So we have added to those student loans billions upon billions of dollars in interest, right? Because everybody in the country virtually stopped paying on their student loans. And when they did that, the interest still kept accruing. These are real, legitimate private loans that, that private individuals chose to take out to go to college. And that's why the number is much higher now than anyone is willing to admit. Even Fox News' Neil Cavuto decided to throw down with uh, one of those on the left about forgiving student loan debt, a Democratic congressman, and he said it the right way. Like, look, there's no such thing as forgiving debt. You're, You're making and forcing other people to pay off other people's debt That is not the way that the debt is supposed to work in this country. Right. Republicans and Democrats have gotten us knee deep in all this red. I just wonder, how are we going to dig out of it? Because your goals are always very altruistic, very good and and well intended. But we can't afford them. And I don't see any effort to try to rein that in. I don't see any effort to try to remind people that when you sign on a dotted line to pay someone back and the government absolves you of that, what else will it absolve you of? And, and, and what else will it spend money on? And what else will it drag us deeper into the red? And then hanging on the notion that maybe if you tax rich guys to the full hilt, you'll be able to pay the bill when you know the math just doesn't add up. By the way, everything Neil Cavuto just said there is spot on. Right? What else? What's next? Right? Why pay on anything? Why pay for anything? Why pay on any debt? Now, I'm angry because not only are you raising my taxes by $2,500 a year to pay for this, for me to pay for someone else going to college and someone else deciding to take out a student loan debt. Remember, college is not a right. It's a privilege. And you get to decide if you're going to go for free or not, depending on how hard you're willing to work at sports or extracurricular activities or academics. Or uh, go to you get to decide if you want to go to a community college and get and get that and then move on to other things, right? And then transfer in, or if you want to go to college and party. A lot of the student loan debt that you're now forcing me to pay for is student loan debt that is irresponsible student loan debt. That's the only way I know how to describe it. It's irresponsible student loan debt. People went, failed out, partied their AWSs off, and now they're forcing me to pay for it. It's a problem. And Neil Cavuto was saying that to the congressman. But don't worry, the congressman's smart. He understands this is not about what's fair. He doesn't give a crap if he raises your taxes $2,500 a year to pay for someone else's uh, either irresponsibility. Uh, and, And there's another side of the student loan debt that I have to mention. We have made these loans... Uh, so easy for people to pay them back that many multi multi millionaires still have six figures in student loan debt. I have genuine dear friends who are doing nothing wrong. They're playing by the rules that the government has decided to interfere with the private sector and with banking and mandates right on student loans that I have friends that are actually multimillionaires. I have friends that have private planes and helicopters and third homes and fourth homes who have not paid off their student loan debt because there is no incentive to pay it off. Let me explain why. The interest rate is incredibly low, number one. You can invest that money in the markets or into something else, 
and make more money than it's worth paying off the student loan debt. That's number one. Number two, we have made student loan debts where they're forgivable when you die. So if you have an estate that has a billion dollars, I'll give you another example. Elon Musk, if he still had student loan debt, and it is the type of student loan debt that 99.9% of Americans carry, when he dies, his student loan debt would be forgiven. Bill Gates, the same way. Any rich person out there, it would be forgiven. There is no incentive for wealthy people to pay off their student loan debt. Now, I was stupid. I admit it. I was young, dumb, and naive, and I actually believed that my student loan debt was my responsibility to pay off. I got my first, my, my, my first big check in life was for my advance on my book. And I wrote that book my senior year in college, and the first thing I did was pay off student loan debt. I got my second check, paid my taxes, right? And then the rest of my student loans. So I came out of college with no student loan debt. I was dumb because I didn't realize that that was what you refer to. Many refer to in the financial industry as good debt, right? It's, it's, it's low risk or no risk to you. The interest rate's extremely low. Hell, they'll, can't, they'll pause your debt for years. Uh, and, and that money can be used in other ways, which is exactly what we are witnessing right now. It's what we are seeing literally right now. Now, no one could have conceptualized when I graduated or 2004. No one could have conceptualized that someone would actually, in our government, force other people to pay off the debt of other individuals. And you're going to be paying off millionaire and literally billionaire student loan debt. The majority of doctors, in fact, the longer they were in school, the more debt they probably had. I have friends that are doctors who ended up taking out maximum loans for living expenses you're going to now pay for their life, right? Many doctors towards the end would max out their student loans because they were ready to start living a better quality of life. They would pay for vacations. They even would use that money to pay for a car. Some of them I know use it for a down payment on a house because it was such cheap debt. And they knew they were going to make a bunch of money when they became a doctor, right? When they got out of medical school. They maxed out this, and now you're going to pay that off. Just get your head around it and think about what I'm saying. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go back now. You heard what Neil Cavuto had to say. And I want you to hear the Democratic congressman who's going to explain to you why you should be have your taxes raised. Because be clear, this is a $2,500 tax increase on you as a taxpayer to pay off student loan debt per year. Listen. Well, Neil, I think we have to distinguish from productive investment uh, to just spending that's not productive. I believe that investing in education, investing in vocational training, well, investing in bringing back to industry. Well, to give someone a ten dollars or $20,000 break on their bills, but a lot of other people, no break on their bills? How is it productive for others who aren't getting a penny of this to underwrite that loan forgiveness? When they did well, everything not- right, when they did everything right and now pissed off that these people are getting the fruit of their bounty. Well, they, they're, they're not underwriting it if you have progressive taxation on uh, No, you're on paying the for this congressman uh, but, with debt. But you're paying this. But you've here, increased our credit line, our visa credit line. There isn't cash paying for this. It's going on our debt. We all pay that. So our but debt yeah. is paying for this. You've just increased our credit line. 
But here's the th reality, and you know this, most of these loans weren't being repaid. So what was happening? The people's credit was being destroyed. This isn't actually, that debt was already there. N now what we're saying is, okay, if you forgive it, uh, you're going to not destroy people's credit so they can go work, they can get a, uh, so they're get getting a home. Rewarded. But a they're getting rewarded for holding off on paying back those loans. Reward the guy who's holding back on paying his utility law. Reward the guy who bought a car and got in knee deep and didn't realize it. So you see what you're opening up here. Again, with the but best would you, of intentions. Would you feel differently, Neil? Let's say we were charging uh, for years for public high school, and then someone came along and said, you know what, we should have free public high school in this country, and we should forgive some of the debt of people who had to pay for high school. Would you feel differently then? By the way, you, you understand the congressman here. He's now advocating for free college. So we've already screwed up public education at the high school level. It's a, it's a dismal failure nationwide, right? We've fallen behind in reading, writing, and arithmetic and graduation rates uh, be, uh, way behind China and other countries that we're competing against. And now what he's doing, since we've screwed that up, he's now actually calling for, very quietly, right? But he's calling for it now. He is he is he is calling for <laughs> free college. Now there's no such thing as free college. He's now calling for your taxes to go up indefinitely. He's saying, yeah, you gotta pay more money. You as a taxpayer have to pay more money and listen to his closing argument. But that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're doing this, again, with all the right intentions. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you're an evil person or a callous or an indifferent person. What you're losing sight of is paying for something by opening up a credit line and then bragging about, as the administration has, bringing our deficit down to only a trillion dollars and saying your ship has come in and that, that better than trillion dollars that we brought the deficit down is good enough to pay for this. Good enough to pay for this, right? It's about buying votes. That's what it's going to cost you. Taxpayers, your taxes are going to go up $2,500 per year, according to the National Taxpayer Union Foundation, because of an illegal activity where, the, where you are going to pay off the debt to the tune of $405 billion in net cost to the taxpayers because all of the interest... Now, other, other than just the high price tag here, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget is also estimating that the Biden plan would likely cost around $500 billion. The Libertarian Cato Institute had estimates that it would cost $427 billion. So the number I gave you is the lowest of the three. Quote, according to the uneven distribution of tax burdens across different income levels, we estimate that low-income taxpayers making between $1.50,000 would bear an average burden of $190 a year. Taxpayers making between $100,000 and $200,000 would skyrocket. The average burden would be $3,750. So you got to understand, if you make $100,000 to $200,000 a year, you are now going to have a $4,000 rounding number here of a tax increase. This isn't debt forgiveness, which is what they keep saying. This Biden plan is a debt transfer program. The student loans being, quote, forgiven are not being forgiven. They're being transferred. They're being transferred from the individual to the federal government. And the loss of revenue from those loans will be made up by borrowing from the government, which you as a taxpayer will have to pay the money back. 
Quote, while taxpayers won't feel the bite on this year's tax bill, Congress will have to make up the difference to reduce spending elsewhere or higher taxes, most likely increase borrowing. Assuming the latter, the federal government essentially just took a $2,500 loan on the average taxpayer's behalf. That's the average. So again, if you make $100,000 to $200,000, it's almost four grand a year that you as a taxpayer will have to pay. The taxpayers will be paying interest on this for years to come. Quote, unquote. So ultimately, the cost to taxpayers is likely to be even higher because the loan cancellation does nothing to address the underlying problem that has led to such a high level of student debt. According to the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, the total level of student debt will return to pre-cancellation levels by 2028. If students borrow more because they're expecting future forgiveness, that timeline could be even shorter. In other words, you cancel all this debt and we're going to be right back where we are right now by 2028. And don't think for a moment that they're not going to try to do this again because it's about buying votes. If every person gets out of college, gets free college, right? Because the government does this over and over again, they're going to vote for the party that is willing to pay off their debts, And the government doesn't pay off any debts. The taxpayers do. The citizens do. Because without our money, none of this even is an issue. Now, this brings me to this other financial issue that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. And that is this other issue which deals with your credit cards right now. And the federal government now having the ability to monitor your transactions when it comes to you buying lawful things. What I mean, Visa has now caved. I'm talking about your Visa card, your debit card, your credit card. And they are now going to recategorize gun and ammo purchases so that then the government can be flagged or they will flag it and send it to the government for them to then monitor your transactions. Now, it's legal to buy ammo and it's legal to buy guns, but if you buy too much of them over a certain period of time, they're going to flag you as what they would basically refer to as a possible mass shooter and or a domestic terrorist, all because you swiped your card when buying a legal product. Gabby Giffords, gun control group, has been demanding that major credit card companies flag gun and ammo purchases and put them in a new sales categorization. Giffords posted a tweet which said, the the shooters in at least five mass shootings have stockpiled guns and ammo using credit cards and killed 145 people. This is where they make their demand. They say Visa, MasterCard, and American Express have the power to flag suspicious purchases and save lives. Call on them, they say, to act now. On August the 30th, Democratic New York lawmakers demanded major credit card companies create a new firearm-specific category code, which would, in effect, flag gun purchases in the state and also around the country. Then you had the New York governor. The new governor took over when Cuomo resigned in disgrace. She came out and joined with state assembly leaders to announce 10 new gun control bills, including a new minimum age and licensing requirements for the purchase of a semi-automatic rifle. On September the 7th, 
New York governor was urging then Visa, American Express, and MasterCard to take action and, quote, do their part for gun control. Now, all of those companies have moved forward with this gun control plan. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have, for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 751-2218 or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Now, the Associated Press has come out and explained that Visa has given in and will recategorize gun purchases and other, quote, sales at gun shops. So you buy anything at a gun shop and that will probably flag you to the government. The AP is also saying now, quote, this is a major win for gun control advocates who say it'll help better track you. They claim it's suspicious surges of gun sales that could be a prelude to a, a prelude to a mass shooting. So in other words, I go out and I buy three guns. And then a few days later or a few weeks later, I buy another gun. And maybe a few weeks later, I buy another gun, right? Maybe I'm collecting. Maybe I decide that I want to buy three guns for my sons. Bam, the federal government gets an alert about me for buying something that's lawful. Now, until now, gun and ammo purchases have shown up under a broad category, like sporting goods. But Visa's move to comply with Democrat and gun control group demands means such purchases will have a distinct firearm-related marker, making them easier to flag. The NRA commented on Visa's decision to recategorize gun purchase by saying this, quote, the ISO decision to create a firearm-specific code is nothing more than a capitulation to anti-gun politicians and activists bent on eroding the rights of law-abiding Americans one transaction at a time. This is not about tracking or prevention or any virtuous motivation. It's about creating a national registry of gun owners. And really, you have to ask yourself the question, why else would you do this? This is about a gun registry. They want to know what you bought, and they want to know where you bought it. That's what they want to do. They want to know when you purchase guns so down the road they can go backwards and say, excuse me, Mr. Ferguson, we see back in 2017 in March, you went to this gun store and you spent $812. What gun did you buy? Or how much ammo did you stockpile? Now, was there anything illegal with the purchase that I made? No. But you can now be turned in by Visa. Buy MasterCard, buy American Express. In other words, you can be harassed because they don't like what you're purchasing. Something that's legal. 
I had one person describe it to me in law enforcement this way. They said, imagine if every time someone bought pornography, we had a special category for it. And then we decided to go in and harass people that bought pornography, right? Saying, well, you could be a sexual predator or a possible prospective rapist because we've noticed a large influx of pornography online that you're buying. No one would stand for that, of course, right? Because it's your right to watch pornography, whether you like pornography or not. I'm not defending it uh, or anything like that. I'm just stating a fact. It's your right to buy it. It's legal in this country. That's all I'm saying. So imagine if someone did that. Let's, let's, let's just say you eat a lot of fast food. What if the government one day decides they want to make sure that you eat healthy? What if they want to track your purchases on gasoline? We're, we're banning electric vehicles, right? Or excuse me, gas vehicles in California and now other states. In fact, Mayor Pete came out uh, today saying he's interested in the California ban on new gas cars as he weighs a, quote, national policy. Well, how would you rein in people? Well, maybe it's at gas stations. We flag your gas purchases and come to your house saying, why are you buying so much gasoline, Mr. Ferguson? Why did you need to buy another 27 gallons of gas? How do you know what I bought? Well, Visa flagged it. We have a special category for petroleum products. You understand the slippery slope here. Now, again, I will not buy a firearm with a credit card any longer. I will buy a firearm with cash. I will get it out of an ATM because I'm sure as hell not going to trust them to not abuse the power, especially if what I am purchasing is a legal product. They should not have, they, they, they should not have the ability, if I am not breaking the law, to turn me into some government Gestapo demanding that I do something because they don't like the product I'm buying. This is harassment by the banks. This is harassment by Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. You need to understand what harassment looks like and feels like. This is it. These companies have decided that they are anti-gun. American Express, Visa, MasterCard are criminalizing a legal activity because they are saying that they don't like your activities. Now, let me just go back for also to mayor pete the transportation secretary now and his remarks that he is quote interested in an upcoming california ban on new gas-powered cars as the biden administration weighs nationwide electric vehicle mandates last month the california air resources board issued new rules requiring 35 percent of new vehicles to produce zero emissions by 2026 that's just four years from now a standard, they say, will progressively rise to 100% by 2035. During an interview in L.A., Transportation Secretary Pete argued that a rapid transition to electric cars is required to effectively combat climate change around the world. He says it's interesting to see how the states are trying to go above and beyond what we're doing at the federal level. I'm really interested in these developments. While we continue to set a national policy that's the baseline for all this. We need to move in the direction of electric vehicles. Now, California unveiled their new benchmarks days before the Golden State required that residents lower energy usage during peak hours in the interest of averting power grid failures. Among other actions, officials ask citizens to not charge their electric vehicles that they're demanding they buy. 
prominent policymakers and industry leaders, including Tesla CEO Elon Musk, have warned that the rushed option and the rushed, I should say, adoption of renewable energy solutions could induce economic harm. Doesn't matter because they want to mandate what you can and cannot buy. Mayor Pete argued that the speed is necessary for a robust electric vehicle policy, saying, quote, we've got to make sure that this happens quickly enough to help us beat climate change. We've got to make sure it happens affordably enough that it's not just wealthy people, but low income people who most need these gas savings if they can afford the EVs in the first place, which means they're going to subsidize them at the federal level. Now, you look at what they're also demanding. The Biden administration has already established their goal of of procuring only 100 percent zero emission light duty vehicles by 2027. That's just five years from now. They say they will extend the same standard to all vehicles in the federal government's fleet by 2035. That according to the fact sheet from the White House they put out. So what if you don't get on board? What if you start hiding your gas guzzling cars, right? Or your farm trucks, or you just don't get on board? Well, you don't think that they're going to do the same thing they're now doing with gun purchases with Visa, MasterCard, American Express, where they tag the amount of dollars you spend at a gas station and they come knock on your door saying, why are you buying so much gasoline and where are you putting it? What car is it in? This isn't a slippery slope, my friends. This is reality. If every purchase you make, Visa and MasterCard and Amex, turns it over to the federal government so the federal government will give them whatever the hell they want, right? Whatever it is they want in return or response to to what they want to demand that you do and they get, you know, nice banking rules and regulations and in their opinion, I'm sure it's like, let's go. Let's do this. What do you want to know? You want to know how much gas Ben Ferguson's bought? Done. You want to know how many guns he's bought? Done. You want to know how much money he's spent? On any of these things, done. Hell, you want to know what his electricity bill is? He didn't put the solar panels on his house. Done. Just turn off the spigots. Don't let him buy what he wants to buy. Don't let him do what he wants to do. That's all. Literally, that's all you got to do. And you own the, the entire economy. This is what they do in socialist and communist countries. And you're witnessing it by virtue signaling from these nations of what they're telling you is an acceptable purchase and what is not an acceptable purchase. Please stand up for your rights. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Write us a five-star review so that more people will see this podcast and I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 